This podcast is sponsored by Ramp. Are you the decision maker in your company? Consider this. For the first time in decades, there's a better option for a corporate card and spend management platform. Meet Ramp, the only corporate card and spend management system designed to help you spend less money so you can make more. Most corporate credit cards offer points as incentives, but those points amount to less than their worth in real cash value. Ramp's business cards offer you cash back, real money in your pocket. Plus, you control who spends what with each vendor. And Ramp software collects and verifies receipts automatically, which means you'll stop wasteful spending and close your books in hours instead of days. Businesses that use Ramp add up to 5% to their bottom line the first year. If you're a decision maker, adding Ramp could be one of the best decisions you've ever made. And now get $250 when you join Ramp for free. Just go to ramp.com slash easy. Ramp.com slash easy. R-A-M-P dot com slash easy. Currents issued by Sutton Bank and Celtic Bank members of DIC. Terms and conditions apply. This show is supported by generous listeners like you through our Patreon. This episode was underwritten by the Tams and G Association. To learn more about ways to support Oh My Dollar and get cool perks like cat stickers and a fancy special icon on our forums, you can visit ohmydollar.com slash support. Welcome to Oh My Dollar, a personal finance show with a dash of glitter. Dealing with money can be scary and stressful. Here we give practical, friendly advice about money that helps you tackle the financial overwhelm. I'm your host, Lillian Kerbake. I'm your other host, Will. Will! America. 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 <laughs> this, is, this is the place that most of our listeners, according to our analytics, live. <laughs> That's all we really know. We don't know about your relationship to the U.S. other than the fact that your podcast downloads come from there. Yep. That your IP is from an America. Maybe they're all... If yep. they're all Europeans using VPNs. Yeah, possibly. Uh, but it is um, American Independence Day this week, and I thought to ce- celebrate Independence Day, we would talk about some of the things that America does differently in personal finance and some of the things that we do that are the same. The reason I thought this would be interesting is because, one, um, while we are mostly Americans, we have a, a fair amount of international listeners, and I'm always curious to hear how banking systems and personal finance um, vary mm-hmm. based on country because it is it, it does end up being very regionalized. Um, and the other thing is how normalized we get to believing that things are the only possible way to do something. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> As someone who's lived in America my whole life, I've traveled pretty extensively. Looking ahead at this list, there's some frankly surprising things. <laughs> so. And I'm trying to keep a good balance of uh, when I initially started writing this list, it, it got really depressing. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I think it's because I am dealing a lot with um, the health insurance industry right now because I'm going in for surgery uh, soon. Mm-hmm. And so. Hey, but you're not banging on the table today. <laughs> <laughs> when Lily breaks her wrist and then she stops banging on the table, makes Will appreciate uh, it. break habits. So. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I've been dealing with like health insurance, which I think healthcare is one of the biggest personal finance things that we do differently in the United States than um, most other countries in the world. And I have been feeling, you know, a little discouraged (laughs) about how America differs. But in many ways, we are uh, the birthplace for innovation in financial markets. Uh, We have probably the most diversity in our banking industry, which is really cool. So like a a Canadian which is a lot of people think of, you know, kind of there, there, there are cl- the fifty-first state. Yeah, yeah. Ooh, ooh the Canadians are going to write. Yeah. They're going to be so angry. It's okay. They uh, won basketball this year, so they've got that going for them. <laughs> they won the NBA, which yeah. is like really notable. But they um, haven't won the Stanley Cup for like five years or something. So, anyways. <laughs> 
and sports are all that matters. Yeah, um, that's the one area I'll be patriotic about. <laughs> that sports. Yeah, I yeah. mean, I feel like America should win basketball, but anyways, <laughs> save it for the other podcast. <laughs> uh, I so the thing that I think is um, uh, like really interesting is how much diversity we have in making, and generally diversity in financial systems is a lot of the things that America does differently. So. Um, it's one of the things that's broken about our health care system is how many insurers we have and how like scattered and diverse our kind of, uh, you know, health insurance is. But on the flip side, we have so many banking options in the United States and we have so many options of discount brokers to invest in like uh, Vanguard and Fidelity and all of that. Um, and most of that stuff was innovated. So like the existence of credit unions is not uniquely American, but we have way more credit unions mm. than any other country in the world does. And um, close to 85 percent of uh, wealth in Canada is all in the same six banks. Oh, and that's, probably number one being the Bank of Canada. Uh, I believe so. Huh. Yeah, yeah. It's but it's you know the same six retail banks as far as uh, retail wealth, and and th- that is lower than fifty percent in the United States, controlled by what is called our Big Five, and that is because you know they have credit unions up there, but they have like six hundred in the whole country. We have like more than ten times that amount in the United States, and I think that's one of the really cool things. The American obsession with diversity and making sure that we have the maximum number of choices available at all times. I don't want to be able to just get one cat collar on Amazon. I need to be able to have, you know, 500. Absolutely. Uh, Definitely like living abroad. I don't know if you get this experience when you come back from traveling abroad, but going into grocery stores in the United States is really overwhelming Mm -hmm. coming from most other countries. That's always my favorite thing to do in another country is like hit the grocery stores. I definitely enjoy... Like, I mean, not my favorite thing, but like, it's probably close to one of my favorite things to do. I just enjoy food, but I, but in America, we have so many options. In like, in a regular supermarket, you know, we don't just have like one option of sugary cereal. We have two hundred, mm-hmm. <laughs> and and that kind of plays out to a lot of our personal finance and banking. And that is one of the reasons that we are so innovative. Like most of the fintech companies that are doing stuff kind of on the cutting edge of personal finance come out of the U.S. A fintech is financial tech. Financial tech, yes. Fintech, finances. Um, <laughs> you're hip if you say the words fintech, obviously. Obviously, um, I missed that. <laughs> you're not hip, Will. <laughs> uh, you're hip in a very niche fintech sort of way. Fintech sounds like some dolphin prosthetics company. <laughs> I love it. I love just imagining like a like a dolphin that has like a strap on fin. Um, Be cool. We're getting off track yeah. here. Um, but but then on the flip side, one of the things that America does differently that you you might not be familiar with if you've grown up in America is um is that checks. We still do checks here, right? Like paying rent with checks is still like very normal. Or paying... I still pay my rent with checks. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I remember we we did a whole episode on checks where yeah, you pointed out that that's like we're the only country that does that. We are like literally the only country left that does checks as a matter of like regular business and. They're largely non-existent in the rest of the world. Um, and that one of the issues with the checks is that our ACH system, um, which ACH is electronic transfers between banks, right? So mm-hmm. if you if you don't do checks, but kind of an, an electronic check is ACH. Um, ACH systems are really, really antiquated in the U.S. 
which is bizarre. It's kind of like we innovated in it first, so then we haven't switched from it. <laughs> right, that so, makes sense. Like in a lot of ways, America will be on the cutting edge of some sort you of get financial the first system. generation iPod. Right, and then you like you never, never upgrade. upgrade. Yeah. <laughs> Um, and that's our ACH system is very slow. Um, in in most other countries, you can like SMS someone money, and it'll transfer between banks instantaneously. Mm-hmm. And that is just simply not true in the United States. And that's because the way we do ACH is still literally uploading things to FTP, a giant spreadsheet of bank account numbers. Um, so that's weird. <laughs> yep, that's different. Um, and that also kind of faces into the fact that we don't do chip and pen cards here. So um, other than maybe doing chip and pin for your debit card for direct access to your checking account um credit cards abroad are almost all chip and pen the fact that we sign pieces of paper here to say that you're responsible um (laughs) even though like quite often we don't don't sign because below 50 dollars or whatever they don't make you sign at this point anymore um but the act of signing these slips of paper that then are held um in large vaults in the back (laughs) of stores is a weird uh, that is strange <laughs> and totally abnormal in the rest of the world um, and that's because our banking system is uh, d- just slower we're slower to um, adapt on a on a large scale so jumping ahead on your list to saying that stable financial institutions the US dollar remains one of the world's reserve currencies based largely on the size and strength of the US economy and dominance of US financial markets do you think that has to do with why we're comfortable using checks so much <laughs> Because, I mean, if you trust a bank's stability, you're more likely to assume that a check isn't going to totally screw you over. Yeah. Um, I do think that the the fact that the U.S. has such fi- stable financial institutions does make a, a lot of our kind of free-flowing debt and maybe the fact that we use checks is because we kind of believe that the banks will be there. Um, mm-hmm. Other than the savings and loan crisis that we had in the 80s and stuff like that, we, do, we haven't had a lot of bank runs in the U.S., right? We are not Zimbabwe. Except for that big one in the 30s. Yeah, that, I guess, that big one. Yeah. Well, and we haven't been a reserve currency since the 30s, right? So the United huh. States became the reserve currency for the world in the Bretton Woods Agreement, um, which happened in the 50s. And the Bretton Woods Agreement essentially said, like, we wanted to not have another <laughs> Great Depression um, because Great Depression was global. It wasn't just mm-hmm. even the U.S. And they wanted to link global currencies to gold, but it wasn't really possible to do that. But at the time, the U.S. currency was linked to gold. And we have the largest stores of gold in the world and so essentially (laughs) the decision that they made at Bretton Woods was that other countries could use the United States currency as a reserve currency because we were then backed by gold. Because we had lots of gold. Okay, no, that makes sense. Um, And then uh, during, we had a lot of stress, partially because of the gold backing, and uh, Reagan deregulated and unlinked us from the gold standard. Um, And at that time, so no longer is our currency backed by gold. It now is a floating currency, but it is Mm -hmm. still very much used as a world reserve currency. And one of those reasons is like our our currency has never been challenged for authenticity, right? So like the amount of counterfeit that we deal with <laughs> from it's a currency largely is largely inconsequential. It's inconsequential um because in other countries so we the United States is good enough at printing money that we actually print money for other countries. We print other countries' oh, currencies for them. Um and uh, a lot of countries don't have a large enough economy or a stable enough economy or a stable enough financial institution to either have their own currency or to have their own currency that is not then based on the exchange rate of the U.S. usually. So we're not the only reserve currency in the world. 
Some other countries um, will use the Great British Pound. Some currencies use the euro. Obviously, countries that that isn't their currency will yeah, yeah. we'll use that, right? Um, but we're used as uh, we're the we're the also the most traded foreign currency in the world. So um, if you are in a country that has decided to not do trade in that country's currency for whatever reason, which happens a lot. Uh, some Many currencies are very unstable. The U.S. dollar is one of the most common ones. So, And that's largely because we do have such, um, such stable financial institutions. We know the U.S. will always pay back its debt. Uh, that's why we have a good credit rating yep, <laughs> with yep, the world. So far, so good. <laughs> um, we also, one thing that someone pointed out uh, that I think is kind of unique and related to this is we have a clock of our debt in New York that you could just watch it tick up. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah just like a, yeah. A, you can also go online and get it. I'll, I'll link right, to it in the show Right, I don't think I've seen notes. the official New York one, but I've, I've seen yeah. that, that demonstration. We have, we have a constant debt clock as it goes up, uh, which is kind of cool. Um, but one of the big reasons, you know, I, I've talked before about why I don't necessarily think the deficit is the runaway issue that a lot of people seem to think it is. And one of the reasons that we do have a deficit is because other people want to hold our currency. Because our currency is so stable, a lot of foreign governments and foreign actors decide that U.S. currency is a good thing mm -hmm. to have, and so they're willing so to they buy. It. It. Yeah. They're willing to buy our currency and our debt. Hmm. Yeah. So another thing that we do that is kind of cool is that our credit system is relatively unique. We are one of the only countries in the world where you can get re rewarded for positive information and not just derogatory marks. So in most other countries, credit will kind of start perfect or non-existent and then it will decline. decline as you as you don't pay back your debts. Um, in the U.S., you can actually build positive credit without having negative marks on your credit, which is very unique um, to the United States. There's very few countries that have that on the credit system. And our whole credit system, while it is not perfect and is very complicated, and you know we've spent plenty of time on the show talking about it, it was set up as a way to get rid of bias in lending um, based on... So your credit score and report does not include your sex, your marital status, your race, your religion, and other factors that used to be some of the main factors in whether or not they would lend you money. Yeah. <laughs> um, and so... The cool part is that our credit system is meant to eliminate that, and a lot of countries don't have that option. Oh, good so. work, U.S. credit system. Woo! Wasn't I mean, something I was expecting to say today. <laughs> yeah, that's not a common <laughs> thing I say, right? Um, uh, maybe for a bad thing the United States does not do. We are uh, one of the only countries in the world does, that does not mandate paid maternity leave. Um, yeah, we are one of the only OECD members, which means developed economies, that has not passed laws requiring businesses and corporations to offer paid maternity leave to their employees. Uh, which sucks. Yeah, yeah, that's a bad one. <laughs> and Fix it has that. a big effect on people's personal finances. So on the flip side, we are one of the top countries for entrepreneurship in the world. It can be a lot harder to start businesses. Um, there can be a lot more... Uh, like, you know, just societal bias against starting mm -hmm. businesses or regulatory frameworks in place. There are a lot of countries where it's just not possible to just start your right. own business. Um, just because of challenging regulations or paperwork or, or just corruption not allowed. Yeah. or any of that. Um, and uh, so, yeah, we're one of the top countries for ability to start a business, which is why we have one of the highest rates of entrepreneurship. And makes sense. largely one of the reasons why the U.S. has such a diverse and varied economy, which means that we have stable financial institutions, <laughs> mm -hmm. <laughs> which is pretty cool. We have the only currency in the world that has not ha suffered any deflation since the 70s when we unlocked from the gold standard, uh, which is why I generally say that if you're invested in the U.S. stock market and you're doing as well as the stock market in the whole, you're 
portfolio will always go up. And that is because we uh, our economy is always growing, essentially. And um, a lot of people think that is because we're good at entrepreneurship. <laughs> Maybe. <That's... laughs> uh, one thing we do, I don't know if it's good or bad, but we tip. It's a thing. We're yeah, I don't really know into I'm, tipping. <laughs> I'm for it in some circumstances. And I think that I usually tip well and consistently, but it's, it is antiquated. It is, it, and it is a system that is essentially held up by the fact that we um, just don't Get paid have. Poorly. Yeah, we just like, don't have a proper social safety net, and we yeah. have, we have a tipped minimum wage. So, but at least people tip. But yeah, at le- but at least we, we could do, not right? have those things, and people could not tip. Exactly, which would be worse. Um, and I do think it does make it very confusing for foreigners when they visit the U.S. because we tip, but then we have like different standards for what percentage uh-huh. you tip and in what circumstances for all different things. A dollar per coffee. Yeah. But that's it's easy in restaurants. But then it's a question of like, do you tip the bellboy? Do you tip the taxi driver? Do you tip like you know? It no, ends up being know. one of these. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. I don't interact with bell bell people or yeah, taxi drivers right. often. I well, and I, I think people are so worried. Bike a, mechanic. A lot of foreigners are right. That's a good question. Tattoo Most people artist? don't tattoo. Yeah. You do tip a tattoo artist. You don't tip a bike mechanic. How would you know this? Right. <laughs> uh, I remember I used to. I worked at a grocery store and I used to occasionally help people out to their car with groceries we were not allowed to take tips at my store mm. um that seems like but, a tipping role right but that's one of the questions where it's like it would you tip would you not but like i didn't get paid a tipped wage so like i didn't really feel like it was appropriate to take a tip um but that's one of those things where it's just like ugh, ugh, america but it's a thing we do different uh other countries tip very few countries tip in the way that we do and at the levels that we do, right? Like in Germany, you might give Trinkgeld like at a bar, which is like you would like round up. I know Gelt is gold. Uh, Gelt is actually just money. money. Um, and so it's just it just means drink money. Drink money. Um, <laughs> and it's kind of like you round up, though. So it's. It's, right, the like change left over from the right, bills. Right. You yeah. wouldn't even put a full dollar down for a beer. Like you would like maybe leave like. If you paid one ninety five, you would round up by five cents, <laughs> um, and like you don't even have to do that. You're not like offending someone by not leaving a tip the way that you are here, where it's like, oh my gosh, a requirement. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I don't know. That's a thing we do different. Yeah. I don't want to dive too much into healthcare. Oh yeah, <laughs> because send us more if you think of more. I'm I'm intrigued by this. These yeah. differences. Um, I so I did. I asked on Twitter, uh, what people do that's like unique in the United States um, and I got some interesting responses from folks that are that are you know now live in the states that are from other countries uh, <laughs> and Paul Paul my friend Paul who's uh, I believe also New Zealand or Australian? I'm sorry. I should know which one you are. But um, uh, it lives in the States now. And he said, my U.S. bank has a web interface to mail a check on my behalf to anyone I choose. Huh. <laughs> um, I don't know if mine says, does that. That's cool. free coffee in bank branches. I'm not sure if they all fall in the category of personal finance, but I sure appreciate the coffee while discovering uh-huh. new ways the U.S. banking system requires me to use checks. <laughs> <laughs> Um, he also said, every single business wants to give me a credit card. <laughs> that yep. is that is one of the big things that... Um, Airplanes. That's one of the things that emerged is, uh, you know, when we were talking about um, travel hacking and sign-up bonuses and stuff like that, I was saying, like, oh, there's a couple options if you're in the UK, Canada, or Australia, but, like, by and large, we have the best sign-up bonuses. And that's largely because we love debt instruments. We're, like, we can invent a new debt instruments for everything in the United States. But 
we do have the best sign-up bonuses. Uh, one of the Canadians who was uh, responding to me said a good sign-up bonus would be a hundred bucks, and like, yeah. and and but here in the states, no, no, I, you, I, I, don't, I don't know. Yeah, I don't. no, I, I, I get, hundred I get, bucks just sounds good. I get, <laughs> but I get sign-up bonuses in the realm of two thousand bucks. hundred bucks is more for know. Canadians too. <laughs> no, it's not. It's less. Well, I mean, if it was yeah, hundred yeah, US, yeah. Uh, what else we got? <laughs> um, I don't know. I can't. I can't think of much else. Right. Oh, send us more. Yeah, send us more. Was this an appreciation for the United States episode, or was this degrading the U.S.? I think the fact that our credit system has positive aspects to it is cool. Uh, that's cool. The, we also the are check v- thing is like suddenly starting to seem like antiquated in a funny way. Uh, right, as opposed to a like. <laughs> I don't feel inconvenienced by it, so maybe that's just kind of cute. Um, we do have very low check fraud. Uh. You know, as compared to countries 25 years ago. So mm. we, I don't know, we've gotten decent at shutting it down, I guess. I don't I know. I mean, like, I'd never take a check on like Craigslist or something, but I don't right. mind paying with them. Yeah. Right. <laughs> uh, but, oh, man, checks. All right. Well, keep on emailing us your interesting things. Uh, we love hearing from you. You can email us any more differences between the United States, personal finance, and other countries at questions at ohmydollar.com, or you can tweet us at Anomalily or at ohmydollar. Our producer is Will Romy. Our intro music is by Aaron Parecki, and your host and personal finance educator is me, Lillian Kerbake. Thanks for listening, and till next time, remember to manage your money so it doesn't manage you. And happy birthday, United States. <laughs> oh, yeah. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.